Bible Interact is a group of Bible scholars and biblical archaeologists who promote the Hebraic nature of Scripture and view the two Testaments as one unified message. They explain how they use a first-century approach to searching the Scriptures, and they share their methods and discoveries for discussion and dialogue. They invite your comments and participation on BibleInteract.tv, where you can also find more teachings, self-study quizzes, webinars, and interviews. Shalom. I am Dr. Ann Davis with Bible Interact. We have been working on the book of John. I don't call it the Gospel of John because it's not a gospel. It's actually Hebrew wisdom literature, which asks deep questions and searches for very deep answers about God, the nature of God, what is he doing in this world, what is his relationship to the Messiah, what is his relationship to us. When I say God, I'm talking about the Father. When I talk about Yeshua, I refer to him as the Son or the Messiah. Now, the book of John was apparently written by what we call the Johannine community. They were the disciples of John. Uh, John was probably not still living when it was written, although he may have been, but probably not. But his disciples were certainly carrying on what they had been taught by John. And we can see in the book that there was uh, an intense um, struggle between the Johannine community, which was made up probably primarily of Jews, but there were, we assume, some Gentiles that had been... Um, you know, had come into that to that group to to learn from John and his disciples that um, the tension between the Johannine community and the Jewish religious leaders. It wasn't all the Jews; it was the religious leaders. The New Testament has the word Eudaioi, which has been translated Jews, but it really is referring to the religious leaders, and you can see that when you read the Book of John. So we read, for example, that no one was speaking openly of Yeshua for fear of the Eudaioi because the religious leaders had the authority to put them out of the synagogue, and that was a, a very, very serious penalty because you were c- totally cut off from, from, from the community. So in this session, I'm going to show you that God declares a law in the Hebrew Scriptures that requires two or three witnesses as evidence before a judgment can be rendered, before any judgment can be rendered. The uh, Johannine community offers the evidence not of two witnesses, not of three witnesses, but of four witnesses <laughs> to be absolutely certain that their, you know, their wisdom um, is going to, to be received. Now, it's not received by these Jewish leaders. Um, it certainly would have been received by some of the people, but the book of John is clearly written to disciples. Disciples are those who are committed followers of Yeshua. If you're listening to this teaching, I assume you are a disciple of Yeshua. So, uh, let's see. The Johannine community offers the evidence of four witnesses to Yeshua as the promised Messiah whom God has sent. That's a very key principle. God has sent the Messiah with authority and power to act on behalf of God. 
So Yeshua speaks for God. He acts for God. He does the will of God. It's as if God were acting, as if God were speaking, as if these are the the works of, of God himself. Now, um, let's see. What I'm going to do in this session is I'm going to take you into Deuteronomy to show you the requirement for witnesses for any judgment, and then we'll do the four witnesses. Okay. And actually, it's in Numbers. Numbers says, If anyone kills a person, the murderer shall be put to death at the evidence of witnesses, but no person shall be put to death on the testimony of one witness. Now, that's in Numbers 35.30, but the Torah also refers to the need for two or three witnesses and the need for two or three witnesses in order to pass judgment. You can't pass judgment just with one witness. You can't do it. Now, we go to the book of John, and we see that the Pharisees had passed judgment on Yeshua and had their decision was the death penalty. In John 5.18, we read the Eudaioi. Now, it's translated Jews, but it's not all the Jews. It's the, the religious leaders. The Eudaioi, the religious leaders, were seeking to kill Yeshua because... Now, they give gives two reasons here. He not only was breaking the Sabbath, he was healing on the Sabbath, which was work. You're not supposed to do any work on the Sabbath. But also, and I think this is the real the real um, accusation here. He was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Of course, he was not equal with God, but he was calling God his own father, and he was, he had been sent by God. He was doing the will of the father. He was speaking, acting on behalf of the father, but the accusation is calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. And for that, they're seeking to kill him. They they have rendered a death penalty. Now, what the, the Johannian community is going to say is, well, we have greater witnesses than your witnesses. <laughs> we have, uh, in fact, we have four witnesses. And... Um, and so um, let me just tell you what the four witnesses are going to be, and then and then I'll go into the four witnesses. The first one is John the Baptist. The second is the witness of works. The third is the witness of God the Father. And the fourth is witness from Scripture in the form of words from Moses. So let's take the first one, which is John the Baptist. And we read in the book of John, chapter 1, verse 7, John the Baptist came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. Now, it tells us that he was preaching to large crowds of people that had come from Jerusalem down to the Jordan River where he was baptizing. You know, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The the site of the baptism is very interesting. Uh, coming from Jerusalem, we just assumed that it was on the Israel side of the Jordan River. But in fact, um, archaeologists not too long ago have drawn their attention to a site on the Jordan side of the Jordan River that was used by Christians in the early centuries to come and be baptized. And the thinking is that if if, if Christians were coming, 
you know, not too long after, you know, the, the death, it would have been 100 to 200 years after the death of Yeshua, the death and resurrection of Yeshua, but still early enough after that event, and they chose that site, that they probably had chosen the site that John the Baptist himself had used. So if you get a chance, if you know, to go over, to, if you're in Jordan, looking at biblical sites in Jordan, be sure to go to that uh, site in Jordan that is a likely site of where John was baptizing. Um, people could have crossed the Jordan River at the ford at Jericho. There was a ford there that you could cross at Jericho uh, to get to the other side. So that's, that's the witness of John. Now the second witness is the witness of works. And we read in uh, John chapter 5, verse 36. And this is Ye- Yeshua is, is speaking here. And he says, The testimony which I have is greater than the testimony of John. It's even greater than the testimony of John. Because the works which the Father has given me to accomplish, these very works I do. And they testify about me that the Father has sent me. Now, the key word here that I want to draw your attention to is the word for sending. You know, that the, the God, the Father, has sent the Son to do specific works. And these works are the works of the Father. Now, we, we know from, from other ancient literature, Josephus and, and some other ancient literature, that there were other people healing at that time, that Yeshua was not the only one doing miracles of healing, that other people were doing miracles of healing. But Yeshua is saying that that I have done these works and the, and the Father sent me to do these works. And um, now I want to draw your attention to the word work because I'm going to take you all the way back to the creation account in uh, Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 because we read that the Lord God took the man Adam and put him into the garden of Eden why and it tells us here and the words have been translated differently but the the Hebrew words are avad which means to work and shamar which means to guard so put Adam in the garden of Eden to work it and guard it now, the Hebrew avad, which means to work, the, the noun is eved, which means servant. So we work as servants, and and we guard God's kingdom, but we work as servants. And so uh, God sent Yeshua to do the work, but Yeshua sends his disciples to do his work. All right, so we have the witness of John the Baptist, we have the witness of works, now we have the witness of the Father. And I'm going to stop. I'm going to spend a little bit more time on on the witness of the Father. We read here Yeshua again speaking in John chapter 5, verse 37. The Father who sent me, he, the Father, has testified of me. You have not heard his voice at any time. You have not seen his form. And what Yeshua is implying is that he has heard the voice and he has seen the form. Now, when John was baptizing at the Jordan River, God spoke from heaven, this is my son. And and those words came from heaven and spoke. And what is implied here is that there were Pharisees who came. They came uh, to the Jordan River. But these Pharisees, if they came, they didn't hear the voice. You only hear the voice if you're 
if your heart is aligned with God, otherwise you're not going to hear it. <laughs> and uh, so, Yeshua, now I, I want to work a little bit here about, you know, God, meaning the Father, has no form. And, and, and you know, no man has seen him at any time. I'm going to take you into the book of Hebrews, the New Testament book of Hebrews, uh, chapter 1, verse 3. And we read, Jesus is the radiance of his glory, the glory of the Father, and the exact representation of his nature, the nature of the Father. The nature of the Father is holy, it is spirit, it is light, it is all truth. This is the, the nature of the Father. And, and, and Yeshua is the radiance. He, he shines this out. He's the radiance and he's the representation. Now, the word representation is a very interesting word in Greek. It means to, to carve with a tool in stone. Because they, they had these limestone blocks and they carved in the, the limestone um, the you know uh, say a menorah. So if you if you have an etching of a menorah in limestone, it is not the menorah itself. It is the representation of the menorah, and that's the way this word is used. So uh, Jesus is not what it's saying here is he's not the Father. He's the representation of the Father. He's the Father has carved in him so that when you see him, you see the Father. And the radiance shines out from him. The radiance is the glory of the Father. And this, so no man has seen the Father at any time, but Yeshua says, if you see me, you see the Father. Because he shines out the radiance of the Father. The nature of the Father is in him, and, we, and, and he shines that forth. So, um, and, and I'm going to give, take you to one more verse here in First John. Uh, we read, No one has seen God at any time, meaning the Father. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us, so that we now also can shine out the essence of the Father through our faith in Yeshua. There's no other way to do it. Through our faith in Yeshua, because uh, Christ is in us. That's what we read in Colossians 1.27. Christ is in us, and the nature of the Father is in Christ. So the nature of the Father is in us through Christ. And um, and when we when we operate the love that is 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 the love of God in us through Yeshua, we we operate that. We people see that, they, and 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 we shine forth the nature of God, which is love. Now let's go back to the book of John. And and it's important that the Father, you understand that the Father has sent the Son, that they're they're two separate entities, so to speak. Um, the Father has sent the Son, and we read in John four thirty four, "My food is to do the will of Him who sent me." Well, who sent Yeshua? Yeshua was sent by the Father. That's who sent Him, and so Yeshua's food is to do the will of the Father and to accomplish His work. Remember, we're to work and to guard, to do His work, and then it goes on in John six thirty five. I am the bread of life. So his food is to do the will of the Father. And then he says, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger, and he who believes in me will never thirst. So we eat. I mean, it's, it, it's a metaphor, folks. Don't take it literally. You don't, 
eat when you eat the bread you don't eat the body of Christ it's it's metaphorical so he is the bread of life we eat him we 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 make him our whole life we devour him we want to be like him we want to walk like him we want to know him we want a relationship with him and then we'll never hunger and we'll never thirst because the, the nature of god which is in christ is 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 in us and then we read in john uh, 6:51 uh, Yeshua says, I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. Now, that's an echo of the manna, all right? Came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread also which I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. We have two aspects of bread, which are two aspects of life. You eat the bread of life, and you have the promise of eternal life. We call that salvation. You have the promise of eternal life, which is something future. But you also eat the bread, and you walk in the light now. So the two aspects of salvation, one is is to belong to God. You belong to God, and and you're going to be with him at some time in the future, and, and he's not going to cut you away. You belong to him uh, by your faith in Yeshua. You belong to him. But but then he pats you on the back and he says, now I want you to walk. I want you to learn how to walk in my ways. And he he gave Israel the law, and and then um, he he for those with faith in Yeshua, he gave them the gift of the Holy Spirit, which guides them in the ways of the law. So you walk in the love and the faith of Yeshua, and you're walking in the ways of the law. Now, does that mean that you don't have to study the Hebrew Scriptures? Absolutely not. Because the New Testament is a commentary on the Hebrew Scriptures. And you, don't, you can't understand the New Testament if you aren't fully uh, steeped in the Hebrew Scriptures. They're all connected, and, and, and you have to read them as one unified message. Okay, now, um, the Father has sent the Son... And I'm going to do a little bit more in the book of John, John 3.34. He whom God has sent speaks the words of God. So when Yeshua speaks, he's speaking the words of God. It's as if God were speaking himself. That's what it, that's what it says. That's what it means. Okay, and in John 5.24, He who hears my word and believes him who sent me, that's the Father, has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. So that's that's that promise of, of eternal life belonging to God, and it's all wrapped up in the Hebraic sense of time. The Hebraic sense of time is not points on a line. God is time. He's in time. And when you are in alignment with God, you are in all aspects of time as God is in all aspects of time. So you can take the future, the end of time, and bring it into your life now. You can walk in the kingdom of God now. So we have um, the first aspect of salvation. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. That's believe and be saved. And then you get the second aspect. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will not hunger. We submit. We obey. We will not hunger. We, we have, we, the light of God is in us, but you have to do something to make it shine, <laughs> okay? And that's the sanctification process. So, we've done, um, we've done three witnesses, and we're ready now for the fourth witness. We've done the witness of John, um, who testified of the light. We've done the witness of works, that Yeshua was doing the works of the Father. He's speaking the words of the Father. 
And then we get the witness of the father, and the father testifies of, of Yeshua because Yeshua could not be doing the works of the father unless the father was had sent him and was directing him to do those works. Now, I, I'll stop again one more time before we do the last witness because it is so important for you to understand the relationship of the father and the son. They are not the same. They are distinct and separate. The father sends the son. It tells us that over and over again in in the book of John. He sends the son. And he sends the son to do his will. So when Yeshua does the will of the father, it's as if the father were acting. It's as if the father were speaking. So Yeshua says, you see me, you have seen the father. Because all that he is doing is, is, is on behalf of the Father, as the Father directs him. Now, take that concept and apply it to yourself. Because you have also been sent, if you have made Yeshua Lord in your life, he, he is sending you to do his will to speak on his behalf, to act on his behalf. And you do that when you are one with him. Um, you know, I, I have talked to people who have heard an audible voice. I have never heard an audible voice, but I, I receive direction. It's as if there's a whole thought that's suddenly in my mind. It, it doesn't it doesn't come it's it's just it's just suddenly there and that's how i hear from god and um um but i've you know i've worked hard on in scripture as to you know words of prophecy and how we speak with prophecy and things like that um people have asked me to to run um, a class i've been thinking about that uh but it it can't be done from a distance it has to be done in person so if I do it, which I'm really thinking about, um, it would have to be done. We would do it in Albuquerque. I live a two-hour drive north of Albuquerque, but we would do it in Albuquerque. It's it's a, 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 an easier place for people to come, and um, it would be, you know, not a large group. It would not be a, a seminar or conference or anything. It would be a smaller group of people who truly desire to know um, how to uh, speak in tongues, how to speak words of prophecy, um and and how to be directed by God. So anyway, let's let's go on now to the last witness of scripture which is uh the last witness is scripture. And and we read I'm going to read you some verses from John 5:39. The scriptures bear witness of me, says Yeshua. The scriptures bear witness of me. And you are unwilling to come to me that you may have life. And then again in John 5.43, I have come in my Father's name and you do not receive me. And finally in John 5.46, if you believed Moses, you will believe me for he wrote of me. So Moses is a witness. Scripture is a witness. Now, there were two possibilities. I'm going to give you the two possibilities. I'm going to tell you the one that I think it is, but um, uh, you're going to have to make the decision. The, the easiest one is Deuteronomy 18.18. 18. And um, Moses is speaking for God. I will raise up a prophet from among their countrymen like you. Oh, God is speaking. Like you, Moses. And I will put my mouth in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. 
So that might be one possibility, but that's only a prophet. I think this is the one. Let me read it to you. It's Exodus chapter 7, verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, See, I make you as God to Pharaoh. I think that's the one. That does not mean that Moses is God. But Moses is as God to Pharaoh. So Moses speaks the words of God. He does the acts that God gives him to do. So to Pharaoh, it is Moses is as God. And I think that's the witness here that Yeshua is saying, I am as God to you. Because God has sent me, God, but it's not just the sending. That's not it. He speaks. When he speaks, it's as if God were speaking. When he acts, it's as if God were acting. So he is as God to us. So these are the four witnesses. Uh, You can now answer these questions. Who is God the Father? Who is Yeshua the Son? Why has the Father sent the Son? Who are you? Have you been sent? What would be the qualifications for you to join the Johannine community? Shalom.